Welcome to That's the Word, wholesome tales for the whole family. I'm Father James Yamauchi. Today's story, No Place to Hide. Zach was steeped in his prayers early in the morning before sunrise. Tensions were high in the city as the king sought a nameless fugitive deemed to be a grave threat to the kingdom. Even the most carefully crafted operation by the king proved futile in the apprehension of the fugitive. Zack's world turned upside down when news reached him that his son was now the primary suspect Zack knew without a doubt that his son was completely innocent. As he walked through the corridors of the office in the pre-dawn darkness, Zack knew that the security afforded his esteemed position would not be able to protect him. Soldiers had been to Zack's home but could not make an arrest thanks to Zach's wife. She had fled with her son to the hillside, even though there was clearly no place to hide there from the authorities. In desperation, she let out a groan and cried out, pleading that the Lord's mountain might receive her and her son. Suddenly, a cleft miraculously opened in the rock, providing a hiding place for the mother and son. The soldiers diligently searched for Zach's son, but all their efforts were in vain. These soldiers then went to Zach furiously demanding the whereabouts of his son. Zach could not provide any information. He had not been home for days. As the soldiers approached Zach for the second time, he knew the clear and present danger of the situation. Flight was not an option It would only be a matter of time before the authorities would find him. Zack knew that he must fight as only he could. As the soldiers gathered around Zack, he saw in their eyes the determination to fulfill the king's demand and apprehend his son. The soldiers recounted how displeased and outraged the king was with Zack's lack of cooperation. The king was convinced that Zack's son was the fugitive that threatened the very political stability and security of the kingdom. Zack found the whole accusation ridiculous. The king has gone mad. My son is no threat to him 
nor anyone else in the kingdom. The soldiers ordered Zach, Tell us the truth. Where is your son? Zach remained silent. A soldier came right up to Zach's face, their noses practically touching. You know, the soldier barked, that your life is now in my hands. Zach looked out the window and saw that day was dawning. He smiled. Zach knew the true identity of the nameless fugitive. And now was the hour for Zach to make the ultimate sacrifice to ensure that light would come to those who sat in the darkness and the shadow of death and that they would be guided into the way of peace. It was this peace that Zach now experienced as the soldiers struck the fatal blow. Though the details of this story are apocryphal, what is known is that the king was never able to locate the fugitive whose presence was seen to disrupt the political order. Outraged, the king decided the only remedy was to eliminate anyone who fit the description of the fugitive. Though Zach's son was not the only target, his life was spared thanks to the heroic actions of his parents. Tradition holds that his father died a martyr in the vestibule of the temple, and his mother miraculously hid with him in a rock to conceal them from soldiers hell-bent on fulfilling the orders of King Herod who sought to destroy the newborn king of the Jews with the massacre of the holy innocents. The son of Saints Zechariah and Elizabeth would go on to live in the desert to prepare the way of the Lord and make straight his paths. The greatest man ever born of woman, Saint John the Baptist. And for this week, that's the word. This story's trivia question is, what prayer was composed by Zechariah? That's a pretty simple, straightforward trivia question, I would say. It is a good one. You should totally pray it after you find out the answer. So you can email us that or you can send it to us via social media when you have your answer. So today's story was suggested by a rock. That's correct. It really was. When I was over in the Holy Land in 2011 on a pilgrimage, I went to the Church of the Visitation, which is where Mary met Elizabeth once she found out that Elizabeth was with child, and we have the great prayer, the Magnificat, that is recorded in Luke's 
gospel chapter one. And then you go downstairs beneath the church and you see this rock. It's protected. So there's something significant, especially, you know, something is important when there's a mosaic behind it and there's words in Latin around it. <laughs> and so you go up to it and you read the words and somebody can find it online, you know, I don't know, but something to the effect of this is the rock which John the Baptist hid in during the massacre of the Holy Innocents. And I thought, wow, I never heard about this, but it makes sense. John the Baptist would have been alive and would have been within the age range of the youth that were massacred by Herod, who was seeking to destroy the newborn king of the Jews. And I was just thinking about this. If Herod is talking with the chief priests and the scribes and trying to find where this kid is, they probably also recognize, hey, one of our priests just went mute a few months ago and couldn't talk. And then all of a sudden, suddenly was able to talk after his son was born. And his son is from that region near Bethlehem. So maybe his son is the one? Could have been. And, you know, according to the scripture, it was very publicized, this whole matter of John the Baptist's birth, which is interesting because it's quite opposite with our Lord's birth. You know, that wasn't really known by much of anyone until the angels proclaimed it to local shepherds and, and the wise men. But everyone seemed to know the happenings of, of John's miraculous birth. His parents were not expected to have children. And then she was able to conceive and bear a son. And as we know, the story goes, you know, his name was to be John. And in fact, this was something we wanted to try to allude to in our story today. In an earlier draft, we were looking at it from the point of view of St. Elizabeth. And at one point, we put in the comment that Elizabeth was thinking about the fact that she wanted to protect her son because she wasn't even expected to be a mother. And she recalled that when she had received the news of her unexpected pregnancy, that her husband was left speechless. <laughs> which is true because Gabriel announced the birth of John the Baptist to Zechariah. He didn't believe. And so he was rendered mute until the child was born and he agreed to name the child John. Now there's actually a source for this story. It is the Proto-Evangelium of James. This is one of the early infancy narratives. This one dates from about the second century. So it's not part of scripture. It's important to hand down these lowercase tradition stories, but it's also important to note that this is not something essential to our belief. It is not part of the capital T tradition of the church, that tradition of teachings that was handed down by our blessed Lord to the apostles down to the present day, the magisterium. So it's a great story, but it's not scriptural. That's one of the neat things of researching these stories. The premise was starting with, oh, St. John the Baptist was hit in a rock during the massacre of the Holy Innocents, to now looking at this ancient document and learning about the martyrdom by lowercase t tradition of Zechariah. So, John Peter, next week, if you can believe it or not, is our hundredth story. And I've been thinking about this for a long time. So I have a story that I think is going to be perfect to tell. And it's going to be something very unique. And I'm looking forward to sharing it with everybody. All right. We're looking forward to it. And 
if you want to be part of this, we're going to be doing two bonus episodes with our favorite stories from the first hundred stories. So please write in with your favorite stories, specifically for the first one through 50. We're going to do the 51 through 100 at a later date. 100 stories is a lot to manage, and we want to make sure we hit on the highlights and what y'all really enjoyed. If you enjoy That's the Word, please share the word. You can see the story extras for this story, No Place to Hide, at thunderrock.org, where you can see a picture of the rock that hid St. Elizabeth and John the Baptist. Thunderrock.org is also where you can sign up for our weekly newsletter and where you can find our social links and our email if you have any feedback or story ideas. Thanks for listening and join us next Wednesday for our 100th wholesome tale for the whole family.